Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Titus 2 Talk, where we focus on teaching, equipping, and mentoring girls, young ladies, and women on how to live the life of a godly woman. And I am your host, Ariba Walker. So we are now at the last section of our story, and I call it Run and Tell That. This is verses 14 through 20, and I will refresh your memory. Starting with verse 14, the herdsmen fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. He was sitting there fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what happened told others about the demon-possessed man and the pigs, and the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. But Jesus said, no, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the 10 towns of that region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him and and everyone was amazed at what he told them. So Jesus is saying, run and tell that. I want you to go and share your testimony. And I know we all have a testimony to share with others. He's leading him into discipleship. So to summarize all that, um, I'll say this man was not um, that long ago where, you know, before Jesus came along, you know, that he was living amongst the dead. He was not living life. He was literally just existing. But then he met a man named Jesus who completely changed his life. In the scriptures, it says he was sitting there. He was sitting next to Jesus. Jesus was his intercessor. He's our intercessor. He's at the right hand of God, waiting, waiting to intercede for us. All we need to do is be like this man and run to him and ask him for for his help. When the garrison people saw him, they were in shock. Why were they in shock? Because this man, this demon-possessed man, who's no longer demon-possessed, was fully clothed. So that tells us that previously, when it talked about him being in the tombs, he walked around partially clothed. Okay? So previously, this man was walking around probably with just rags hanging off of him, not fully clothed. And now he's fully clothed. (laughs) And he was sane. Okay? 
and he was in his right mind. <laughs> he's not hallucinating, okay? He's not thinking suicidal thoughts, okay? He's not yelling out things, random statements, okay? He's not walking around looking crazy. He's not tied in chains. He's in his right mind. He was no longer a slave to the thoughts and behaviors of Satan and his worker bees, right? His demons. He was set free. So when we allow ourselves to be changed in Christ, keyword allow, then we look and we dress different, okay? We walk and we talk different, okay? We think and we feel different. And we don't go the same places that other people go. We are set apart. We are unique. We have had a work done on the inside of us that is now reflected on the outside of us because, again, we are made in God's image. So being that this man is changed and renewed and restored, the people in this town, they're like, whoa, we're not used to this man being like this. This is taking me out of my comfort zone. They were used to him being possessed and tormented and they just did not know how to deal with this change, this new man. <laughs> Jesus came and rocked the boat, literally. And so they wanted him to leave. Who, who's this man coming here, coming here doing this? Changing, changing up our, our area here. Um, taking us out of our comfort zone. Who is he to come here and rock the boat? The key message here is that some people want you to stay the way you are which is sick, in bondage, stuck. They don't want to see you in your right mind because it's beneficial to them, not you. They're getting something out of your sickness. They're getting something out of your anxiety, your depression, your poor mental health. It's benefiting them, so they don't want you to change. Oh, we don't go out no more. You used to go out with me. Now you don't want to go out with me. Right, because they're changed. That doesn't benefit them anymore to party that way. They might go out and do stuff, but they can't do it that way anymore. They can't go to the same places anymore. And people will get upset because it's not beneficial to them because that's what they used to do with you. Now they have to deal with themselves and deal with the change in you. Jesus left, but not without leaving someone who could share the good news about what he had done. How he changed his life. This man was now a servant and a disciple of Christ. This man wanted to go with Jesus, but he said, no, 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 no. It was a hard no. Even Jesus sets boundaries now. We got to have boundaries too. He sets boundaries. We got to set boundaries. And I would probably say that this man was probably scared, right? Jesus was the one that came and uh, healed him. He was a comforter. He was a protector. And now Jesus is like, no, I'm leaving you. It's not a bad thing. He's like, you got this. I need you to carry this on. Jesus had already taken all that away when he healed him, right? 
He took all those insecurities away. Now, Jesus is just wanting him to be a testimony. Jesus knows it's not going to be easy, right? Because this is a changed man. People are going to look at him differently. But he has Jesus' word in him. He can live life with the word that Jesus has given him. Jesus did not answer this prayer because he knew that this man could minister to those in his community. Isn't that what we do? In our local churches, in our, in our ministries, through our jobs, things happen and we can give a testimony. And it could be beneficial to those in our community. It could be beneficial to our family members. It could be beneficial to our friends. Our jobs as disciples of Christ is to teach other people so they can be disciples too. So it can go on and on and on so that Jesus' word lives on. Ah, man, this is just so good. This man had a calling to share the gospel. Jesus wanted him to start teaching whoever he could get his hands on. Jesus gave him a specific assignment to go to the capitalist, which it talks about the 10 towns in the scripture where there were Gentile communities and the Gentiles were not of Jewish descent or they were unbelievers of God. So he gave this man a specific assignment to go to these 10 towns where these Gentiles were and share the gospel. And guess what? That's exactly what he did. So overall, none is beyond hope. No one is excluded from hope. We have to call on somebody to help us when we're at our lowest point. We have to surrender to somebody. Hopefully that's the Lord and the Lord will send people our way to help us in our situation. So we have to be open-minded. We can't be prideful to not accept help. If he could heal this man, he can also heal you. You are special and Jesus knows your needs. All you need to do is seek him, run to him, surrender to him. Jesus only came <laughs> for this one man. He did what he had to do and he left. He didn't even argue with the people. When he was like, we don't want you in our town, he didn't even argue because he knew what he had to do when he got off that boat. He knew what his job was. He knew the assignment. We have to remember though, this man ran to, like this man came to Jesus. All Jesus did was get off the boat and this man came running to him. So this is telling us we have to seek him out because he's right there. We have to seek him out. We have to seek him out. Jesus can replace those unpleasant thoughts, feelings, behaviors with the fruit of the spirit, right? Self-control, love, joy, peace, all that. The key thing here to remember is Jesus already sees you, me, us as whole 
as complete as a finished work, a masterpiece, but you are a work in progress, seeking him to walk towards the perfection that he already sees. One more time, you are a work in progress, seeking him to walk towards the perfection that he already sees. He already sees that wholeness, that completeness, that finished work, that masterpiece. And our jobs are to keep seeking him to keep on walking towards that perfection. He can save anyone, conquer all evil, restore you, and use your story as a testimony to help others. So this is the story of a demon-possessed man, his encounter with Jesus. And after his encounter, how he ran and told that and shared his testimony and went on to be a disciple and share the gospel. This is the story of mental health and how we fight the good fight, how we deal with spiritual warfare, and how we get in our right mind and maintain it. We're gonna have things that are gonna happen. Like I said before, we're gonna live life and life is gonna happen. Things are gonna happen to us that are gonna knock us off, but we fight the good fight. We run to the Lord, we seek him, ask him for guidance, ask him to heal us, ask him to comfort us, protect us, shield us. And we remember that we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but we are dealing with the spirits that are within the host of body. So like if you have that supervisor who's just, oof, really getting on your nerves, you're not speaking to that supervisor. You're, you're, when you pray, you, you pray about the spirit within that supervisor. The spirit of meanness, anger. You pray to the spirit because the demons are living in the host body to try to disrupt or give God a bad image. So I really pray that you have been blessed by the hearing of this word. This is something that I am definitely passionate about. I have my own trauma and I've had things happen to me um, and the Lord has absolutely brought me through. I'm not saying it's been easy, but um, I have to run to him. I have to learn to surrender, you know, all to him if I want to be completely healed. So um, I pray that you are um, able to um, acknowledge your mental health, um, your spiritual health, your physical health, social health, all that. Um, and that you're able to maintain it um, in that good health. <clears throat> and if you're in a position where your health is not, your mental health is not where it should be, seek help. God has counselors out there. Um, he has social workers. He has case managers. There's a lot of resources out there to help you. Put your pride aside. We're not meant to do this alone. You pray and God will lead you to the help that you need. And don't be ashamed because that's the enemy 
already putting down in your head that you shouldn't seek counseling because there's this stigma behind seeking mental health. Um, you have to stay in the Lord and know that he's only going to lead you in the right direction. Thank you for taking the time out to listen. And as always, be blessed. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Titus 2 Talk. Remember, please continue to check back to our station to see what new teachings we have available. Have a blessed and wonderful day.